<laughs> oh, Toriyama, you little troll, you. Hey folks, Masako X here. Now, this is a bit of an off-the-cuff type of response to all the things I've seen in Dragon Ball Super Superhero. And just so you know, if you couldn't tell from the thumbnail and title, this is going to be a major spoiler talk about what I've seen in regards to synopses and whatnot for the latest Dragon Ball movie. Courtesy of CypherDB on Twitter, he provided a very detailed PDF document, and I will share the link to the original tweet for you if you want to read it in detail. It's about nine pages long, so it'll take you a decent amount of time, but it pretty much encompasses everything in regards to this movie. And I want to talk about it, because um, Toyama just don't care anymore, does he? Toyama's a lot to say, and I'll probably do a discussion video about it in the fullness of time, but one of the major takeaways from it is that he forgot that Dragon Ball Super was the name of the show currently. Yeah, that's why it's called Dragon Ball Super Superhero. He forgot there was already a super in the title. I don't know what to think about that. I don't know whether that was something deliberate or completely accidental. It could easily be both. But we must remember, folks, that throughout the entire history of Dragon Ball, Toriyama has been known to rub his fans up the wrong way when he wants to. All those favourite characters that people may like, he kills them off. Uh, for example, if somebody needs to have a power or hasn't been given the time to shine, he completely ignores them. But at the same time, his mission statement for this movie was to try and add a bit more light-heartedness back into the whole Dragon Ball property. Him reckoning that it's gotten a little bit too serious or it's lost its original soul. And I can commend that because this movie, based on the plot that I've seen, is completely ridiculous, but at the same time, also really cool. I'll talk about the things that have been confirmed based on spoilers. So, indeed, there is a character called Cell Max, and it does look like a red second form cell, essentially cell dunked in strawberry sauce, and he's got wings and stuff like that, and it's also played by Norio Wakamoto, the voice of Cell. So he's just like doing a and stuff like that from the original Japanese sub. So it sounds exactly the same as that Cell. Some people may be upset that, oh, Cell was meant to be this debonair and refined and sophisticated villain. Perfect Cell was. Semi-perfect Cell was a brute. And now this just exacerbates that even more. It's a big kaiju, folks. Think Harudagan. It's Harudagan mixed with Cell X from Super Dragon Ball Heroes. You just want a big kaiju fight with giant Piccolo. Oh, Piccolo. Okay. So, people were really concerned that Piccolo was going to get short tripped again. But again, in the interviews for this movie, Toriyama says that Piccolo is his favourite character now. Because he's so quiet and reserved and he doesn't really like socialising, much like Toriyama. And Piccolo has been his favourite character in the past, but he's then gone on record to say it's Goku. Mainly because probably people told him to like Goku, or he thought, oh, well, people like Goku, so I must like Goku. But no, it's Piccolo now. And he gets his powers through a wish. I don't know whether that is appropriate, but one thing I have found out is that this movie was written before the Granola arc. So it was post morrow because there are some allusions to Morrow in the script, I think. Not quite sure, don't hold me to that. But this was all established and made into production before the Granola's Survivor arc came about and he then 
did the whole thing of wishing to be the strongest in the universe. You can understand now where that came from. Toriyama probably just recycled that from the superhero movie. Or, like he forgot the name of his entire property, forgot that he did it. Piccolo gets a transformation, he gets two in fact, and Dende is able to upgrade Shenron by just pouring water on it. But mind you, water is the essence of life for Namekians, so... Makes sense really, because Dende knows how Namekian culture works instead of Kami who didn't. Kami was a Namekian but didn't know he was a Namekian until the Saiyan Saga. He could have easily just upgraded Shenron by just dunking him in a bath, essentially. But he gave Piccolo an extra thing for safekeeping because he was upgraded so much and we got Orange Piccolo. No, that's not me coming up with the name. Piccolo doesn't really care about names so he just names himself Orange Piccolo. And it does look very cool from the visuals, but again, I won't spoil it here for you. You need to go and see it. Or if you are really curious, just go and look for it. It looks kind of cool. I know Treb, my regular artist, has actually done a version of Orange Piccolo, and it does look pretty beefy. One of the Namekians from Universe 6. You're sort of close to that. But he does contribute a lot. And the main thing I was a bit worried about was that Pan was going to be the damsel in distress here. Don't worry, she isn't. She's in complete control with Piccolo the entire time, like I thought. Pan is totally aware that Piccolo is there dressed as a guard to come and capture her because she can read key. She can sense energy and that's Piccolo in a costume. And the fact that Pan is shrewd enough to do that, I like that. It's all a case of being a ruse to get Gohan to actually do something which he does. He has to be provoked. Even though Toriyama may not remember that we sort of went through this briefly in the Tournament of Power Saga, getting Ultimate back, it seems that the struggle to get Ultimate back is much swifter. Gohan isn't that rusty in this, so if people were worried that Gohan had lost everything that he learnt in the Tournament of Power Saga, and most of Super, he hadn't. It's just sort of got bogged down in the last six months or so, while he's been overworking himself. Like I said in my Gohan is a Millennial discussion, he's basically like us. Overworked, burnt out, completely ensconced with trying to make a living. I mean, even though Gohan is married to the daughter of the richest person on the planet that isn't Capsule Corp or Bulma. I, I, I don't know, he, he's just a hard-working boy. The overall presentation from the clips I've seen, it looks like it's improved massively. And I think it is definitely worth seeing. And the, the bonkersness of it, from what I've read in the synopsis, as well as the various images that I've seen, it does feel like Toriyama is on the right track. That he is trying to get some sense of fun back into Dragon Ball, whilst also still having the action with the Dragon Room team on side. The Gammas really work like superheroes. They are told that they are. They're on a mission. But I also, okay, all right. I know this is a bit like random of me, but 21 has a name. But this is just me thinking, okay, Toriyama, okay, Toriyama, go home. She's called Vomi after that. Because as we said, Gero is the Japanese for that. Hedo is meant to be anti-vomiting medicine. So the opposite of that. And now it's been confirmed that they're related. He is the grandson of Dr. Juro. So he is the cure to Jiro's evil doings because he wants to be a superhero. 
even though he does get a little bit muddled, like, the reason why he's in prison is because he made androids to work in his restaurant or store or something like that, and the police caught wind of it because he was exhuming bodies, and, uh, yeah, yeah, don't do that. Don't do that, Hedo. That's how he ends up in prison. And the reason why he destroys it is because the prisoners made fun of him, probably because he's been so short. And yeah, he takes out his revenge. And he knows the entire time he's been played. So it's like, you see, the funny thing is, I know you're playing me, but you're right. As in, he wants the money. And he has Hachimaru, the drone, as he learnt from Jiro. So all these things with Dr. Hedo, the fact that he's related and he acts like this, Perfectly is understandable. He's related to Jiro. There you go. But this time he just wants to be a good guy. But he's a bit lazy. He wants to get the easy way out. And siding with the Red Ribbon Army, not exactly the right way to go, but it was his only option. And he does repent. He doesn't want Cell Max to be released. But Magenta, who is the son of Commander Red, so whoever married Commander Red, I don't know, Miss Pink or something, because magenta is sort of a reddish pink. Either way, he activates Cell Max in his final death rose because Hedo has managed to use his drone to kill him via poison, even though he has this armoured body, doesn't cover the neck. You should have gone for the neck. Clearly, Hedo's been watching his Marvel movies. But yeah, with Cell Max and all that, I just still can't get over the fact that 21 is called Vommy. <laughs> Oh dear, oh dear. I think my version of her name, Hima, from my What If Android 21 Race Goku series, that makes uh, for a nicer roll of the tongue. Because honestly, Toriyama's just trolling at this point. Honestly. I, 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 I That's the way oh, I'm telling myself. Because I know it's keeping in with the whole Jero, Gero, Hero, and all that stuff, but Vomi? Really? Even though they're not related by blood, that she's completely different, she married into that? What? <laughs> I don't know what you were up to, Toriyama. I don't know, but... Okay, I just have to remind myself he's trying to make Dragon Ball fun again. But I know the hardcore DBZ fans are going to hate this. I know I've been making what-ifs for a very long time at this point, but I feel like Toriyama's been making his own what-ifs right now, or he's just been looking at the fandom over these years and going... I'm going to do that. The result of Orange Piccolo with gigantification that Krillin has to remind Piccolo of doing occurs. It looks amazing, but it looks dumb. It's again, it looks so cool, but it's so dumb. And then Final Gohan. <laughs> final Gohan. Oh, that bang. The bang is down and erect. It's huge. It's like an over-exaggeration of Super Saiyan 2 Gohan from the Cell Saga. It looks like a parody. It looks like someone just looked at Dragon Ball Z and made their own satirical stance of it. But I don't know what it is. I mean, with the red hair, the, the animation, the way the battle is packaged, it just somehow works. You get immersed into that based on what I've seen. And the synopsis, it just somehow works. If you just did that in a regular series, it would just look completely dumb. But I guess the people at Dragon Ball are just going, you know what, we're just going to actually inject some entertainment and light-hearted fun into this. So let's give Gohan this power, which has no background or context whatsoever, and just roll with it. 
He's the one to destroy Cell Max because he did it in the Cell Saga. And how does he do it? This one I thought was absolutely spectacular and a long time coming. He does the special beam cannon. He now knows the special beam cannon, Gohan. It took him long enough, right? <laughs> and he hits the weak point because Hedo is a very smart cookie. Even though he's incredibly lazy and apathetic, he's still a smart boy. Or man. I, I don't know how Dragon Ball and height works in terms of people. And he's the one to do it. And the fact that everyone works together, Gotenks does something. Even though we get fat-fused Gotenks, he still does enough damage, sort of, to weaken Cell Max a little bit. You know, the, the area around his forehead is somehow cracked. So Piccolo actually comments like, Well, for the first time, a failed fusion actually did something useful. <laughs> I, that, that's something. But at least Goten and Trunks were in this movie. They contributed. The reason why they were kept short was explained officially even though it was implied from Goku's growth back in the original Dragon Ball that, yeah, there is a growth spurt in between the ages of 14 and 18. But now it's been officially established. And also that Gohan's vision improves as he powers up. I, I guess there's a lot of cellular metabolization or something like that. Or the key just makes your eyes work better. I don't know, but... That's what I can gather. This movie is structured fairly well. There is a lot of cool, funny antics. Pan and Piccolo work together. And in no point in the story is Pan in any danger. Okay, maybe that one time near the end that she's about to get blasted. But it does lead to her finally being able to fly. And people may have complained that she forgot how to learn how to fly because of Super. She was able to fly there. But again, Toriyama probably wasn't aware of that. Because the anime was sort of based from the Toei staff. So you can easily just chalk it up to, oh, Pan as a baby probably knew how to do it innately. But now that Pan as a three-year-old, according to the memes, has gained sentience, she can't use it at will. She then has to learn it all over again. So her body has the capability of learning flight, but she now has to sort of reacquire that. And hence why Piccolo's doing all this training. And the fact that Videl is a martial artist, as I mentioned in a previous video, that is really cool. That... She has a class and she can't pick up Pan from school, so Piccolo has to go and do it. And really, it should be Gohan. And that's the whole point. Gohan has been so immersed in work, he's forgotten now his family. The things that we were worrying about in Super, about putting family first instead of fighting, now it's neither of those things. It's just work solely. And again, us, our generation, I think we can relate to that. Gohan is more relatable than ever. This whole thing is essentially... The Cell Saga Super Saiyan 2 revelation repeated because the visuals apparently of him becoming Final Gohan are almost the same as Super Saiyan 2's transformation. Gamma 2 sacrifices himself in the means of trying to save the day, him being the genuine superhero. But then Hedo calls them all superheroes. But to me, I feel that the superhero in this movie was Gamma 2. He was the first one to do it. I've got a lot of things to think about this, and based on my first impressions from what I've seen, the visuals that I've seen, and the synopsis from CypherDB, I'm excited for this movie. It feels like a lot of fun. Oh, I, I haven't mentioned about the Saiyans. Yes, they're off on Beerus' planet. They're doing their thing. They're trying to show Broly how to control his powers, but I feel like they're going to be getting their own movie soon enough. This is sort of the prelude to what we could expect going forward for that trio. And 
I like the fact that it's explained that they're there because Broly must not be captured by Frieza. Because Frieza will probably try and do something. So put him on Beerus' planet. He can't get there. Makes total sense. There are a lot of things here which makes me go, all right, all right, I get it. I get it. I can understand why. And a lot of things out there that just make me think, why did you do that? But when you package it all together with this innovative animation style, I feel like this could be one of the biggest movies of Dragon Ball's history. Probably not as impactful as Battle of Gods was because Battle of Gods, we came from nothing. We came from Kai. And that was sort of wearing off in terms of its efficacy and the whole Kanji Yamamoto stealing music type of thing. But yeah, the impact of Battle of Gods, I don't think that can ever be replicated ever again, just because we came from nothing. Because going from superhero, we're going from Broly. Broly to superhero, you've really got to be good. And according to early box office performance figures, the amount of people in Japan that went to superhero was almost double that of Broly. And I remember going to see Broly in theatres in Japan when we went on holiday. You can check out my holiday vlog up top. And there were a lot of people there, even after two weeks. And that was saying a lot. Now, even more people have gone to see it. I think in its opening weekend so far, it's gotten $3 million in the box office just from Japan. So I think it will probably do better than Resurrection F. In any case, the opening impression in Japan seemed to be very good. The Japanese audience seemed to be lapping it up. And I really hope that people in the West accept this. But this is my main bugbear here. People are going to be screaming PS2 graphics the entire time just because. I really hope that they don't. Just accept this. The fact that people like me make what-ifs and there are fanfictions out there that have these weird transformations and it feels very fanficy. It just means that Toriyama wants to have a go at himself because he's been doing it with Bardock in the manga. This, uh, this seems to be a little bit more uh, thought through, but also satirical. Just remember, folks, Toriyama is a troll. He sometimes likes to poke fun at the audience and having Gohan get this transformation is something that does two things. First, it does sort of poke fun at the people that wanted him to reach the prominence, but he reaches his prominence anyway by actually beating the big bad without Goku or Vegeta's help. But I'll, I'll summarize this right now. I like the sound of this movie. I cannot wait to see it. I don't know when it's going to be coming out in the West. I mean, I really hope it comes out before September, but I really don't understand why Toei sort of gone backwards because the Broly movie, the difference between Japan and the West, that was only a month. Now it's two months. So I don't understand why that's been the case. It could be licensing things. I don't know. I don't think we'll ever know. It'll all be backroom stuff, but I, I'm excited for this. I'm also a little bit nervous because I know how the audience will react because I feel like a lot of people will want to trash this movie because they want to, because it's not Dragon Ball Z. Go and see the movie because from what I've seen, they have listened to the original criticisms of the animation style. They've improved it. It's not all 3D. There are 2D elements on top of it, like with key blasts and stuff like that, and flourishes and maybe some corrections, like overlays. But I think it's going to be a good time. I'm going to go and see it. I really hope that you see it too. Anyway, those are my thoughts. I hope you stuck to the end of this, because these were just ramblings, but I just needed to get this off my chest. Uh, go on and Piccolo! They're back up with the Bing guys now. So, yeah. Hope you're safe, folks. And I'll see you around. Catch you later.